0: The city of Chengdu, capital of Sichuan, has long been known for its tranquil parks and tea houses, its spicy food and salty humor. It's also known these days as one of two Chinese cities running pilot projects that are supposed to strengthen rural land rights for farmers. Chen Jiaze, vice president of Chengdu's Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, has advised the local government on land reform. 关键还是... He says, the land originally belonged to the farmers, right? So the land rights have to go back to the farmers. If that happens, they'll invest more in the land, so their harvest will be better and they'll make more money, or they can trade the land or use it as collateral so they can do something else. Chengdu has started with trying to give farmers written title to their land, but that's not as easy as it sounds. Rural land in China is owned collectively by all members of a village Individual farmers have 30-year renewable leases on their own plots, but few have the paperwork to prove it. To get written individual title, the land needs to be surveyed and demarcated, with disputes resolved. The central government says this will happen throughout China over the next five years at a cost of almost $3 billion. Chengdu is supposed to be a success story, six years into a pilot project meant to strengthen rural land rights. But when I tell Chen Jadza I plan to go to a rural area south of town to talk to farmers, he seems nervous. You're just gonna go and talk to them, he says. But they need to prepare. <inaudible> One of the farmers I meet the next day, Guiyi, finds this amusing. <inaudible> He says when reporters want to come to his village of Yao, local officials get their relatives or friends to pose as farmers and say whatever the government wants people to hear. And what does he want people to hear? Meng says he and others in his village already have written title to their land, but that didn't stop the local government from grabbing the land last summer. Officials offered farmers only a tiny fraction of the market rate, They weren't even going to pay for a year until the farmers gathered and protested. There's a lot of that going around in China. This protest was in January in the same county. Here, angry villagers are confronting the police, who beat some of them up. The villagers had found out that land they'd leased to a golf course for 20 years had been quietly sold to developers, and the villagers got nothing. Some forty million farmers have been turfed off their land in similar ways throughout China over the past decade or so. Chen Ziazi at Chengdu's Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, admits Chengdu's land reform efforts haven't been perfect, and he says there's a reason for that. First you should understand the reform who be the loser government. I mean the local government. You understand? Yeah. What he means is China's local governments depend on land sales to fund, on average, 40 percent of their budgets, sometimes as much as 80 percent. That's because local governments have to give the central government the income tax revenue they collect locally. But they still have to finance all social services and infrastructure spending themselves. A few years back, many local officials realized they could solve their fiscal woes and make a tidy personal profit by taking land from farmers. They could then turn around and sell the land to developers for 40, 50, even 100 times what they paid. There's just one little problem. Eventually, they're going to run out of land. And meanwhile, they're alienating lots of farmers. Gao Yu is the China country director for Landessa, an international land rights advocacy group headquartered in Seattle. You take away farmers' land without their consent, but the law is already in place there for farmers' land rights. And farmers' you know, knowledge are increasing. You know, In five years, they may come back and sue. Maybe. But for now, many local governments order the courts not to take land dispute cases that could implicate them. And many local governments have taken to hiring thugs to enforce their claims. Chengdu resident Hu Chong has her own story to tell about that. She takes me to a patch of empty land in an urban neighborhood, not far from the airport. The area is fast being developed. Her frail, aging in-laws stand there, looking forlorn. She says her family had a house here for generations, until five years ago, when the local government took the land And demolished the house. Who says she was living a pretty comfortable life until then? But the officials offered her less for the property than she was getting per year renting out spare rooms in her house. So she says she refused to sign anything. But thugs came along and beat her up and tore down her house anyway. She's been fighting this ever since, trying to get hurt in court and being refused. She's been detained and beaten more times than she can count, a common way local governments deal with petitioners. Oh, and by the way, she had a property rights certificate for her house. But she says, since the government took the land, they've changed the name of this neighborhood. She thinks it's so in the future, they can say that the neighborhood listed on her certificate doesn't exist. The Chengdu government didn't make anyone available to talk to me about such issues, despite repeated requests over several weeks. The central government has launched investigations against several former Chengdu officials, including the former deputy party chief, for corruption related to land sales. China's new leaders are aware of the resentment building in the countryside. The income gap between rural and urban China is dangerously wide and growing. And it's made worse by the fact that city dwellers can own and sell private property, while most rural dwellers cannot. The government would actually like more farmers to move to cities, which would free up small plots of land to be consolidated and used more efficiently. But pulling farmers to cities with jobs and services might work better than pushing them off their land into a precarious future. Chen Jadza of the Chengdu Chinese Academy of Social Sciences says if local governments really wanted to serve the people, they'd support land reform. But uh, as you know, in China, most local governments, they have another task. And that is to turn in impressive economic growth figures with local leaders competing for kudos and promotions. Landessa's Yu says, OK, But there's a different way to encourage growth than by just moving farmers off their land and into cities. Personally, I'm seeing a lot more opportunity in the countryside. If you build more infrastructure in the countryside, people feel drawn to the rural places. That's probably a more healthy development. And then farmers will make more money and will have more to spend on consumer goods. The government desperately wants Chinese to spend more on consumer goods. So it's a win-win-win. Allowing farmers to own the land outright might have an even bigger impact. But that's tricky under a government that still calls itself communist, says Tom Miller, the author of the book China's Urban Billion. He says it goes back to when the communists first came to power. Because, you know, they took land away from these feudal um, landlords and as they saw them. They thought that peasantry had been screwed, essentially and they gave it to the farmers, in, you know, and it's collectively owned because supposedly that provides protection. The fact of the matter is it actually means that it puts the power into the hands of the village chief or, or whoever else um, can be bribed, and actually it does not protect individual farmers at all. At lunch with some farmers south of Chengdu, each dealing with a land dispute, I heard one of the things that's passed due for change the attitude of some local officials toward the people they're supposed to serve. This farmer says one local official told her, the government is like a blanket, and you farmers fighting for your land rights are like fleas underneath it. No matter how hard the fleas try, they can't throw off the blanket. But that hasn't stopped them from trying. For The World, I'm Mary Kay Magstad, Chengdu.